Hello and welcome to Create Conversation. I'm Tobias Lever. Each episode features a conversation with successful creative minds from all areas of the industry. We'll be discussing their experiences and their work. I hope their advice will help to both inspire and encourage you to take the leap and make a career from being creative. For episode six, we have the incredible Pia Santi. P began his career signing a record deal and touring the world for two years, having just completed a foundation course in graphic design and advertising. When the tour came to an end, P was left to rediscover his creativity, starting as a creative for global ad agency, Wyden and Kennedy's. Alongside his work in advertising, P has since worked on a vast range of projects, including co-founding Swim Dem Crew, an inner city swimming club focused on the power of community and mental well-being. In the last year, he has also created a successful fruit delivery service called Trap Fruits, all the while releasing his own music. We spoke on the phone about juggling projects, the challenges of being a creative freelancer, and why culturally-led projects are so important to him. Enjoy. So, Pete, I'm so happy to have you as a guest on the podcast. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me, man. How are you? How are you doing? Yeah, I think you're right. I've had, I've had more highs than lows, so I can't complain, you know? Yeah, I've yeah. Highs than, You've I mean, been busy. I've been busy, bro. I've been busy. It, it doesn't even feel like anything's changed for me, you know? Just feel like, oh, same old shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to start, if it's all right, by um, going back to, like, when you began to express yourself creatively. When when would have that been? Wow, okay. It's interesting, because I think my first kind of creative outlet was music. You know, I think that was my first, if I, if I kind of go back to, uh, you know, the first time, my first memories of me having a thought and kind of, you know, putting it out there, it would probably be music. That was a kind of vehicle to get my creativity out there. So I'd have to say music first. And then in doing that, I would just play with kind of just like Photoshop at the time, which is, I can't remember what CS was. I mean, I don't want to show my age, but it was a long time ago, you know what I mean? So I was playing with little making mixtape covers for uh, for my, uh, my my grand crew and stuff like that. So probably yeah, that was probably my first time. Music was like the entry, and then I guess everything else was a consequence of that, maybe. And you um, did you study anything creative? Yes, I went to I went to the University of Bedfordshire and I did a foundation in um, graphic design and advertising. But when we when we well, I did yeah, I've completed I did a foundation and then I come out of that. And I signed a music publishing contract. So I didn't really carry on the kind of university path or the traditional, you know, flow pipeline into university into work path. Well, my work was music, you know. So I was touring and and writing and recording for like two years, solid. And then, um, yeah, that kind of didn't work out. And then I was left to kind of rediscover myself, I guess. Yeah. And that's kind of... You still do your music, but you do kind of a million different things, don't you? How, yeah, how do you kind yeah. of describe what you do? Because you do so so many different things. You know what? I, I, I don't know what I was watching or something like that, but my new line for myself is professional plate spinner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where yeah. that came from. Or I was at a conversation with a friend over, like, you know, hanging in the park or something like that. But I was like, yeah, I, just, I do spin quite a few plates, but it's not intentionally. It's not like, oh, look at me, I'm doing all these things. It's just like, 
I just kind of fall into the things and they happen to turn into businesses or they happen to turn into kind of careers. And yeah, it just kind of naturally happens that way for me, you know? So it's there's pros and cons to it, you know, there's pros and cons to it, much like anything in life. But I feel like if I just did one thing, I might get bored, you know? Mm-hmm. I might get bored. Because uh, I, I, I've often had these kind of like tension in my, in my mind, like, you know, years, not now, but years before where like, oh, people, why don't you just do one thing, you know? If you were like a carpenter or something, you'd be the best carpenter in the world, you know? Because you've got all this energy and all this stuff. If you just put it into that, you'd be the best carpenter in the world. But then I was like, actually, well, if you really wanted to do that, you would, you know? I'm the type of person, I just chuck myself into stuff. So if I really wanted to commit to one thing, I would, you know? So I think the fact that I haven't is testament to actually, well, that's not the way I want to lead my life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've just got so- to be at peace with that. For for people listening who maybe aren't aware of some of your projects or know other bits you do, could you like describe briefly like some of the main projects you got going on? Right. Okay. Sure. So um, I guess my day job is I work in advertising. So I'm a freelance ad creative um, or advertising creative. And um, essentially, what that is is um, you're kind of writing campaigns, um, and that, that that can be campaigns for like TV, radio, out of home digital, whatever it might be. So I kind of do that freelance. Um, so I'm almost like a done for hire, I kind of go from agency to agency uh, and kind of work on, on projects there. Um, I then have, I have a swimming club called Swim Them Crew. That's been going for six, seven years now, actually. We're in our seventh year. This year doesn't feel like it's got started in a way, does it? In, no. in that sort of thing. We, we kind of stopped swimming like early March, you know? So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got a swimming club that's been going for seven years. And for us, that swimming club is, you know, it's an inner city swimming club that we believe in the power of community, you know. And, I, and that kind of sounds like a wanky line, but, you know, for us, the community comes first and the swimming comes second, you know. We, mm-hmm. we really, really do believe that. It's not a buzzword for us, you know. Um, you know, we kind of use swimming as a tool to kind of just empower and encourage people. So, and it, yeah, you know, the community that it fosters is kind of the most valuable thing to us. So that's that. Um, like you know, we, we had a conversation about music earlier, so I do a bit of music. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a rapper. I wouldn't call myself a musician. Reason being is because I don't really put enough into it to to warrant that. You know, I don't do it enough. You know, like I said, I had music was my job full time, and I know what that means. You know, I know what that mm-hmm. means to actually be a musician. You know, wake up, you think about music. You sleep, you think about music. You know, so I wouldn't really dare call myself a musician or or rapper, you know, I just like to rap, that's it. I like to MC and put stuff out. You know, it's just, it's, I guess it's my way when I'm not doing the other stuff to just get away and just get stuff out, you know? It's like yeah. my journal, so I had a journal and they were writing it down, that's my journal, the music. And mm. then yeah, recently, at the end of last year, I started a fruit business called Trap Fruits London. Mm-hmm. So I started a fruit business with my friend. Um, and as you can imagine, you know, COVID accelerated the, accelerated the business. So. That's kind of who I am and what I do, you know, I'll kind of wear those four hats or spin those four plates, whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've, you've said like there's, there's pros and cons to having so much on, but is it ever quite stressful to deal with so many different things? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think that the great thing is that all, all the hobs are never on at the same time, you know? Like, because I freelance, you, you know, you, there might be like six weeks in between projects. You know, I think, like, for example, the last project I finished at the last agency was end of April. And in this agency now that I've started at, I started at uh, the end of June. 
So there's like that's about six six weeks or something in between projects. So in that in that time, and obviously we haven't had the pools open. So in that time, I've been able to kind of focus my attention on the fruit business, focus my attention on music, and do that, you know. But mm-hmm. as the pool starts to open, then you just turn the hob, put that one on simmer, and turn the fire up on something else, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's never a time when it's like all hops are turned up to maximum all the time because I would probably burn out. Well, there you go, I'd burn out. Great analogy. All the hops yeah. I just burn out, but. I think I've got to a place now where I can see a burnout approaching. I think right. I had a bit of a burnout at the end of 2018. I had a bit of a burnout. I was working way too hard. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was insane, you know. And I, and I, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't, so I just totally put the brakes on, you know. I mm-hmm. kind of took myself to the new forest, turned off my phone and just chilled out for two days, you know. Or weekend, three days maybe. And just mm-hmm. chilled the fuck out. Went on bike rides, went on walks. Just, just chilled, you know, and just to kind of have a little bit of a reset. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's important to do that. Important, man, because I was trying to do way too much, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, good, was, it's good that you yeah. could recognise, you could, you know, you could, you could see it coming. Yeah, I could see that coming, man. That one was, well, that one hit me. That one I couldn't see. That one hit me and I was like, whoa. But as a result of that, I can see it coming now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just put the brakes on. When I see it coming, I just put the brakes on, you know, because mm-hmm. your mental health is the most important thing, you know? Yeah, definitely. I'm not, I'm not used to no one if I'm burnt out and I'm dead, you know? Not dead, but burnt out and I can't do anything and all that. I'm not used to anyone. I'm not used to Yeah, myself. yeah. Yeah, it's very true. You've worked with some some massive names like Nike and Lad Bible and Android. And how, how yeah. have you found the process of working with, like, big companies like those? Yeah, it's interesting because... Um, like, you know, I've kind of almost been like both sides of, of, of the coin, you know. I think being in advertising, you're kind of in there writing the ads, writing the campaign, and then you kind of get it into production, and then you go and find talent, and, and you know, you kind of see the project through to the end. But then with Swim Them, that's kind of afforded me the luxury to kind of try stuff out, you know. So, oh, I want to make a documentary. All right, well, Swim Them is a vehicle for me to try it out. Oh, I want to try out my hand at production. All right, well... I'll produce this shoot. I want to try my hand at different things. So Swim Them affords me that opportunity or that luxury to try different things out, like trial and error. And what's great is that a few brands will come to us to work as talent uh, at Swim Them. Like, hey, we've got this campaign, we need to feature in it. But because of my, you know, ad background or whatever, I could be then like, well, actually, I could maybe rewrite this creative and we can produce the shoot for you and potentially direct it, depending on how big or small it is. And... Um, and that's just been another offering, you know? So that's opened up another door. So initially a conversation mm-hmm. that was just around us being talent is now a conversation about us being talent, but also a conversation around us being directors, producers, uh, as well as talent, you know? So yeah, yeah. that's been great with the brands in that, in that way of things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Really I guess like your, your different skills sort of separate and then meet again at different points in different projects. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Just kind of, you know, case by case, you know, case specific, but... I kind of let the, the case kind of inform the work I do, I guess, at the mm. project. So, yeah. I've read that you're, um, you feel quite strongly about being involved with projects that are like culturally led. Um, yeah, why, why, why is that important to you? Do you know what it is? I think because, you know, there's this age old saying, you can't be what you can't see, you know? So a lot of the, a lot of the ads that we used to see or a lot of the stuff we see, you know, a lot of people will come where I'm from and look like me. They might not see themselves in it, you know? So even in swimming world, for example, yeah? There's the age of me if black people don't swim. 
So it's important for myself and my business partner, Nathaniel, to do the work that we do so people can see themselves in us, you know, and say, oh, actually, well, I've seen them do it, so yeah, I can do it. And then they, they have a sense of belief in it and hope that they can do it, you know. And I think even in the advertising work, work that I'm doing, it's important for me, I, I have a role as that man in the room to be like, actually make sure that there's representation and stuff like that. So those are the things that just stimulate me, you know. I think selling some sweets or selling some dishwasher tablets or whatever is great and it might be great for your book or your portfolio, but for me it is about more about the culturally led stuff because that drives it, innit? You know? Mm-hmm. I think that drives everything, you know, culture drives everything. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like you said, throughout lockdown, trap fruits has been thriving. I was wondering yeah. like just how, how you found this whole time creatively. Yeah, I mean, there's been parts where I'm just like, I don't want to do anything and I don't want to do any work, you know, and, and, I, and I won't, and, I, and, you know, I won't fight it, you know, if that's the universe saying that's it, I'm not going to fight. I was like, right, fine, today's just not the day and I'll just pause, you know. Sometimes you can't do that because there's a client that wants their work at the end of the day and you're like, shit. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you can, you're just like, I'm just going to pause today. I'm literally not going to use my brain, you know. I'm just going to watch shit TV or I'm just going to go for a walk or I'm just going to, like, you know, sit in silence or read a book or just, you know, whatever it is I want to do to escape. Yoga, yoga's been a big one for me. Um, do yoga. So, yeah, I think there's there's times when I'm like super charged and super motivated and then there's times when I'm just not at all and, and I don't fight it. If I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm just like, fine, that's it. You know, don't fight it. It is what it is, you know, because it will come back. It will come back. It always does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say some of the, like, the day-to-day challenges are with being a freelancer and, you know, work, working in that way? I think, yeah, the, the, the main challenge is being able to manage your time, you know, because when you're working from home, you know, you've still got deadlines, you've still got reviews, you know, you're doing creative reviews over Zoom, there's still stuff to do. So it's just about managing your time, you know. So I'm someone who likes to get up early and go for a run and get all of that out of the way first and have my time, you know, because that's important. Mm-hmm. have my time before I open any alerts or answer any emails or do anything because the moment I do that, the day's not mine anymore, you know? So I try and delay my interactions as much as I can. Uh, you know, I have my coffee, go for my run, do all of that and have a bit of pee time before I kind of get into the into the flow of work. Um, yeah. I'm cu- always curious with like creative people yeah. in like a house party, how would you describe what you do? Like in a condensed like... It's so hard, isn't it? In a house party, I'd say... yeah. I'd say, yeah, I'd, well, I think that's what I'd have to say, professional plate spinner. Because then they'd yeah. be like, oh, what's that? That sounds interesting. And yeah, then I could yeah. just go into it, you know, mm-hmm. rather than listing everything. Because then if, if they're interested, then I can start going into it, rather than mm-hmm. kind of committing straight away and going, oh, do this, 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 and this, and this. There's a house yeah. party, there's music blaring, there's drinks, there's flowing. So I just go, look, I'm a professional plate spinner. If they're interested, and then I'll engage in a conversation. If not, I'll go to the next you know, part of the room and other parts. <laughs> I think that is the best solution, isn't it? To like keep it quite vague yeah. to begin with. Keep it quite vague. And then, because then if they're interested, they'll ask more questions, you know, mm-hmm. if they're interested. Um, sometimes, you know, in London, especially people just want to know what you could do so if they can see if they can use you or benefit you anything from you, you know? That's what it yeah. used to be like that. So. Mm-hmm. Would you say there's like a single project or like anything that you've done that you feel is like really defined, you know, what you do or anything that you think really like epitomizes your kind of style and what you're into wow i'm gonna have to say everything i do with swim them you know i think that Mm -hmm. is really because you've got you've got to understand swim them 
this is coming from someone who didn't know how to swim. You know, I taught myself mm-hmm. to swim. You know, I taught myself to swim. And in teaching myself to swim, started a community with my best mate. And then, you know, when I got out to swim teacher qualifications, you know, I've got swimming lessons. We're putting loads of people through swimming. You know, we've taught copious amounts of people to swim, worked with loads of brands. You know, so I think probably that that was the most biggest impactful thing because I think, you know, I, I have this thing, this life mantra that I live by, which is learn, learn by doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think just how I even got into swimming and my whole swimming journey is a, is a perfect testament to that. You know, that is perfect because I literally chucked myself in at the deep end and just kept on going, you know. And I think that's a life lesson and I learned a lot from that. So if I had to put one thing, I'd say swim them as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a similar point, like I've heard you speak about the importance of making mistakes and just, you know, just, just going ahead and trying stuff out. You feel like that's so, a, a valuable think, thing? I think it's a valuable thing, you know. I think there's obviously there's, a, there's, a, there's that line, you know, because people almost wear it as a badge of honour, like, yeah, fuck up, fuck up, fuck up, fuck up. And yeah. it's like, yeah, but you still got to learn a lesson from it so you don't make the same mistake and then you take that learning and move forward with it. So I think it is important. And I think the only reason why it is important to say that it's important is that because some people have a fear, some people get plagued with their fear of failure that they don't even try. That's the thing I don't like. You know, it's like mm. they get so plagued with their fear that they don't even try. So I'm like, no. Nah. At least try. At least try. If you fall on your face, fine. But at least you give it a go. And then you know that actually putting my left foot forward and my right foot second made me trip over. So I might head with my right foot first and something like that, you know? Mm. You've got to give it a try first, I think, in my opinion. You've got to always try. So the failure thing is always like a bit of a, you know, you've got to be careful with how you frame it because some people might be like, yeah, it's cool to fail. Oh, ha, ha. My business has not succeeded in 10 years. Great, you know? <laughs> so you've got to kind of be careful with how we kind of say that, you know, because I feel like it is, it is kind of like this buzzword, yeah, yeah, kind of learn to fail and all of that. Mm-hmm. We've just got to be careful with how we kind of frame it. You know, it's, it's like, yeah, learn to fail, but actually learn to fail and learn from your failures, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the one. And over the years, you've done a lot of amazing projects, but I was wondering if there's anything on your mind that you, you know, like a dream project that you're looking to still do. Wow, a dream project. Do you know what? I would like to try my hand at directing, you know? I feel like you, I do get a little bit of it. Like, the last project I worked on, so I, I was working at McDonald's, working at McDonald's. I was working at Leah Burnett, uh, and I was working on a McDonald's account as the lead creative on was on social. And, you know, you're kind of writing the ideas, and you're very close to the work, and you're kind of there on set and stuff like that. So you kind of get an idea of it and you get a first for it. But I think, yeah, I think I'd like to like one day direct something. Uh, I, I don't know what yet, you know. It, 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 I'd like for it to be a documentary of some sort. Um, mm. I'd like to kind of direct a documentary of some sort. I don't really know what yet. I don't even know what it is yet. It hasn't landed. On, it hasn't, I haven't got it here yet. But I think that's what I'd like to do, you know. That'd be a good project. Just working with your mates, I love, you know, it's just nice, isn't it? Like, yeah, with your mates always good. So, when we did that swim, then documentary it was great because you know, it's an opportunity just to work with my mates. You know, my mates shot it, my mates directed it, other mates graded it, sound. So, that was just nice. It was just, it felt nice. It was like everyone had a piece, a part to play in, in, in kind of building this thing, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what my dream, that's such a hard question, what my dream project would be. Or any like, like developments on your current projects? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, developments on my current projects, I would like to kind of carry on the way I'm doing in terms of work and stuff because I feel like, yeah, I feel like I'm doing the right thing in terms of like, I'm just doing stuff that I like to do. You know, I'm not, there's never a day I wake up and I think, for fuck's sake, I've got to do this thing, you know. Yeah, it might be tough and you might have to work hard, but it's, it's never doing anything that you don't like doing, you know. So if I can carry on the way I am, but just working on bigger projects, that'd be nice, you know. And maybe, maybe, you know, if I can, if I can have an all-encompassing, so this would be the ideal thing, which I don't think I'm far away from, kind of marrying all of these things together. So somehow, mm-hmm. marrying the fruits with the swimming, with the music, with the advertising, somehow, you know, mm-hmm. that is the ultimate thing. So whether it is I do a music video for myself that I direct, that somehow is underwater and has swimming in it and some people eating fruit somewhere and, you know, it's like a seven-minute video because it becomes a film. It's got to happen. Yeah, that actually, <laughs> now, now that I'm saying it out loud, that is kind of, that excites me. You know, I've always had a thought mm-hmm. of somehow getting swimming and music in there. Always, 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 like, how am I going to do it? But that's always been a thought of mine, you know, marrying mm-hmm. the two. At first, I used to try and keep the two two separate. I was like, you can't because you are you and mm-hmm. you live and exist in all of these things. So no matter how much you think, oh, I'm just trying to keep them separate, you can't, mate. So I, when I became peace with that idea, then I was like, okay, fine. I want to try and somehow intertwine and marry the two you know, or marry all of the things that I do. That would be amazing, you know, some sort of massive experiential event to launch the music video slash documentary film that has some sort of swimming in it, that has some sort of fruit, that has some sort of advertising launch campaign strap idea rollout. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely has to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be that. I guess like, I guess if you think about that, like Travis Scott and what he's done with the, um, oh, what's the fun thing called now? Um, the Astro World. Astro World, exactly. You know, what he's done with Astro World and he's kind of, you know, he's, um, you know, that was an old, that was an old fairground in his, in his, in his area when he, what he grew up in, 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 and Houston. And, you know, he kind of named his album that, but then off of the back of that, gave us Astro World, you know, as a physical space that we can kind of go and engage with. So that's the shit I like, you know what I mean? It might be mm-hmm. like, so there's a pool in, um, there's a pool underground in Pekin, right? A Lido that's underground in Pekin, right? It's been mm-hmm. underground for like 20 years or something. It'd be sick to kind of like, have enough money or have enough gravitas to like, reopen that and then reopen that with a launch of some sort music mm-hmm. all my mates doing it that'd be great or um crystal palace park actually there's a there's a stage in there um this is called a rusty laptop but it was a stage that you know bob marley wants to perform that pink floyd wants to perform that elton john wants to perform that i would love to kind of like you know re- redevelop that stage and perform on that stage you know that'd be an amazing goal of mine because there's mm-hmm. a lake the stage goes onto a lake so that'd be amazing you know the lake and the stage so that is why my brain's at. If I can marry my mm-hmm. two things, I'll be happy. happy. Yeah. I mean, it's that, funny because like on, on paper, you're like very much a businessman, but I know that it's just all projects that you just love doing. It's like, it's funny. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate It's funny. I was having this conversation with my friend the other day. I don't even like the business side of things, you know? I, I just like the, the actual making stuff and the project stuff of it. That's what excites me, you know? So I'll, mm-hmm. I'm always, which is sometimes something you might say is bad. I'll always 
do the making and do all that stuff first and then get to the business second. Whereas mm. some people might have a business plan and do all the business first and then do that way. Uh, but I don't know, I just like getting stuck in, you know, learn on the yeah, job yeah. thing by doing I like chuck myself in straight away. Yeah, so to kind of to kind of finish up, I wanna know um for for young people who are looking to pursue like different creative interests and that kind of thing, what would yeah. you what would be your advice to them? My advice would then be to be like try lots of different stuff, you know. Try lots of different stuff and see see what takes your fancy, you know? Because I think you've got to try it before. Some people are lucky. Some people are born lucky. Some people, they're born. And as soon as they're born and they're like young, they know that I'm just going to be a footballer. I'm just going to be an Olympic swimmer. I'm just going to be a boxer. I'm just going to be whatever it is, a piano, pianoist. Some people are so lucky that they have that, you know? But if you're not lucky that you don't have that, then I would say, yeah, don't be afraid to try out lots of different stuff to then figure out what it is you like, you know? Um, because it's in doing that that you might find, oh, actually, because you might think, oh, I want to be someone that does sewing or something. And okay. But then you try sewing for a bit, but it wasn't, maybe it wasn't the act of sewing that you liked, but it was like the patterns it made. So then that takes you into art direction or something, you know? So mm-hmm. my advice would be just try out lots of different stuff, you know, don't limit yourself. Don't close any doors, you know? Don't be afraid to just try out lots of, lots of different stuff. Yeah. So that was episode six of Create Conversation. You can follow P on Instagram at P, that's P-E-I-G-H. And you can listen to his music in all the usual places. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at create underscore convo. Thank you for listening.